Talk Recorded live. Welcome to the Spiritual Go with Brother Rod. Tonight we have our season finale of the Spiritual Go, and I'm so excited. Um, though it's it's bittersweet because we started and now we've come to a stop, uh, a finish, but not a stopping point for the Word of God will continue to go forward. Amen. So tonight's Bible study is titled "Rob God." Amen. Tonight's Bible study is brought to you by GoGospel.com, a great place for holy hip hop, a daily word, and also by Go Gospel Clothing Apparel, where it's for God, for you, and for family. We're all temperance and our proceeds go to a charity. So. Rob God, oh, what's that about? Um, well, there's a couple of verses we're going to go over tonight. <laughs> For those who have an outline, nor those um, verses that's under the title, I didn't quite update the verses that we're going to use because uh, I use a template, so that's the reason why those are still there. But our verses for tonight will be John chapter 10, verse 10, and Malachi chapter 3, verse 8 through 16. Um, again, I will repeat those verses. Um, before we get to that point and read them. So um, let's start with who is God? That's our first question of the night. It's important to start the Bible study off with who is God when we talk about a title that says Rob God. Well, who is God? Well, the Bible says in Genesis chapter 1, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. So in the beginning, God. So before we can get to Jesus, we got to establish who is God. Well, our first exposure to God and our experience with the with God is that He's a Creator, right? He makes things. Anything that you see or come in contact on a daily basis is created by God. So we know God to be a Creator. Amen. So in the beginning, God. Amen. Who is this God? Well. The Bible, well, God is described scripturally as being omnipotent, which means having unlimited power, able to do anything, most high, almighty, right? Now, let's just listen to that description. We talk about God, and we got to establish who God is. Well, the description says God is omnipotent. That means he he has unlimited power. His power has no limits. Wow. He's able to do anything. There's nothing impossible to God. Now, that's powerful, right? Look at your neighbor say, that's powerful. Okay? So what about Elohim? In Hebrew, that means the almighty God. He is the power over powers. <laughs> He's the source. So not only is God has unlimited power, power, he's the power over powers. Then the Bible goes on, well, the scripture goes on to say he's omniscient. What does that mean? He knowing, it means knowing everything, all knowing, all wise, all seeing. God knows everything. So even when God says to Adam, Adam, where are you? It's not like God didn't know. Right? It's not like when you hide a whole lot of things from man, but you can't hide it from God. Right? Because God sees the heart. So that we may try to hide, we can't hide from God. Even when Jonah went into the, the belly of the of the, the fish, um, God knew where he was. 
There was no hiding place from God. He's all-knowing. So then the Bible goes on and describes God as being omnipresent. What does that mean? He's present everywhere at the same time. Wow. So there's no leap in time and boundaries on God. So let's recap. Who is God? Well, the Bible says God is has unlimited power. He's all-powerful. He knows everything, and he's present everywhere. There's nothing, no man, no woman, nothing, no other God, but there's only one God, but there's no God or nothing powerful than God. He's unbeatable. He is God. By definition, God is himself. That's why he goes and says, I am who I am. (laughs) I am all things. Amen. So, therefore, now that we establish who God is and how powerful God is and that nothing is the powerful God, let me tell you about robbing God. You say, Brother Rob, you just said, God, all these things. Now, how are you going to talk about how can I rob God? <laughs> There's no way I can rob God. If God is all these things, it will be impossible to rob God, right? Because you just told me he all powerful, he all knowing. If I was going to rob him, He'll know when I was going to rob him. (laughs) Amen. Well, let's check it out. Let's start with this. Let's start with yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory. So the glory is what belongs to God. That's point number one. So therefore, we say every night, yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory. So the glory belongs to God. Right? Establish that. We know who God is, and the glory belongs to him. So the Bible says in John chapter 10, verse 10, that thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly, says the Lord Jesus. So what do you mean? Well, the Bible says the thief does not come except to what? Steal. Okay, so now if the glory belongs to God, then the thief wants to steal it. So we find out in John chapter 10, verse 10, that the first thing the thief wants to do is steal. Yes, he wants to kill, and yes, he wants to destroy, but the first thing he wants to do is steal. So what's the definition of a thief? A thief is a person who steals another person's property, especially by stealth and without using force or violence. He's a robber. The pseudonym of a thief is a robber. Well, we're talking about robbing God, so if you're talking about a thief, you're talking about a robber. What does a thief do? He steals another person's property. What belongs to God? The glory. Wow. So the, so, so, so the thief wants to rob God. Well, well, who is it? Well, let's get more specifically here tonight. This is Bible study. Let's talk about the first attempt. Let's talk about Lucifer. Here Lucifer sits in heaven with God, right? And he sees God in all his glory and all his power, and he says, you know what? I can do that. I'm going to take that from him. As a matter of fact, his tent was so great that he took one-third of the heaven's host. And we know what happened to that attempt. He was thrown down like a, a boat of lightning to the earth. 
And then he cursed himself where he had to, to, to the serpent had to uh, 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 walk on his belly for, for, for all the earth eternity. So an attempt to rob God cursed himself. What do you mean? Well, the Bible says a thief is a thief. So we have to ask ourselves, am I a thief? Am I a robber? What do you mean? Okay, let's get to the point. What does rob mean? Well, rob is a verb used with objects, rob, robbing, to take something from someone by unlawful force or threat of violence, to steal from, to deprive someone or something right or something legally due. The Bible says, the Lord says, I have come that you may have life have it more abundantly. My intentions are for your good. The enemy's intention is to steal, to kill, and destroy. Amen. Watch this. Do not rob God. What do you mean? How do we rob him? He's all powerful. We know the enemy tried to rob him. That didn't work. It was impossible. Well, the Bible says in Malachi chapter 3, verses 8 through 16, it says, will a man rob God? Question mark. Yet you have robbed me, but you say, in what way have we robbed you? In tithes and offerings. What do you mean? Let's slow it down. Let's say it again. This is Bible study. The Bible says, and it's a question, and this is God asking this. So we got to listen to this. It says, will a man rob God? Question mark. So he answers the question. So now we got to give an answer. Will a man rob God? The more like we say something like, Lord, I don't know. He can't rob. It's impossible. He said, Well, yet you have robbed me. Exclamation mark. But we know the meaning of rob. We know the meaning of steal. We know the meaning of thief, right? So, but you robbed me. And, and look at it because he says, me is bold and green because I want you to see how it's personal. God makes this personal. And it's an exclamation point because he wants you to know if he's expressing the fact that you're doing it. What do you mean? Will a man rob God, yet you have robbed me? Who are you? I am the source. I am the way. I am the life. I am the one that loves you unconditionally, yet you rob me. Right? That hurts. What do you mean? He said, but you say, and this is our answer, but we say, in what way have we robbed you, God? Question mark. So he asks us a question, and then we give an answer and a question. We say, Lord, uh, you said we robbed you, but in what way? Then he gives us an answer. He says, in tithes and offering. Listen, not to belittle Bible study. I don't want you to miss it. Every time we read this verse in Malachi, the number one thing that we think about, especially in the body and in the church, is tithes. Well, let me pay my tithe because I don't want to rob God. Let me give my 10%. Let me give my whatever my tithe is so because I, I don't want to. No, we miss it. Let's not focus on the tithe. What I want to get you on tonight is the offering. Teach. Boy, I'm trying. The Bible says in tithes and in offerings. Offering is underlined, is green, right, because it's bold, because I want you to know that's how we rob God. We rob God in our stewardship. 
We rob God in our time spent with him. We are God with our gifts and in our talents, right? Instead of using those things for God's glory, we sit and hold them back for ourselves. And in that way, we rob God. What do you mean? In our faithfulness. We're faithful to so many other things, but we're not faithful to God. So therefore, when we're not faithful to God, we're robbing God. Mm. It'll hit later on. We spend a whole lot of time to other things, but we don't spend no time with God. Amen. But we're talking about the offering, the love, the dedication. So God said, yet you robbed me. I give to you what you want to take from me. He said, because it's hurt, it's painful. Imagine a parent, imagine a loved one that you love, and, and yet you come in the house and they rob you. And it will hurt you to your heart because here is you caring, you giving, but yet you rob me. Out of all the people you're going to rob, you're going to rob me. Verse 9 says, you are cursed with a curse, for you have robbed me, even this whole nation. Okay, well, what's the penalty of robbing God? What happens if you rob God? Well, you curse yourself. It's already bad enough the world the world curse you out. Don't curse yourself. <laughs> to rob God is to curse yourself. The struggle is already real. It's already tough enough. Yet I would not curse myself by robbing God. I'd rather be blessed by God than to curse myself by robbing God. Teach. I'm trying. Watch. Verse 10 says, bring all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house, and try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessing, singular, that there will be not there will not be room enough to receive it. What do you mean? Let's go back through that verse. The Bible says, bring all the tithes into the storehouse. Not some of it, but all of it. God said, when you come to me, bring it all. Bring all your troubles, all your worries. Like, Lord, you want this? He said, yes, I want all of it. He says, my yoke is even, but my burden is light. Cast your burdens on me. So therefore, when I'm sitting there trying to hold a burden to myself, I'm robbing God. Because I don't want to take it to him. He said, no, let me get all of it. He said, as a matter of fact, try me on it. Mm. That there may be food in my house. Now, see, it's go back to that which is personal. He said, try me. Right? Whenever you hear the word try me, that means it's serious. If you don't believe me, try me. He said, listen, it is my will to give you a blessing. It's not my will to curse you. Well, what happens if I rob God? I get cursed. But what's God's intention? He says, my intention to bless you. He says, as a matter of fact, I'm so powerful. I'm omnipresent. I'm all-knowing. He said, I'm powerful. He said, listen, when I bless you, I give you a blessing, but it won't be blessings. The one blessing that I give you, you can't even receive it. 
All I'm asking is don't rob me. And I'll pour you out. The Bible says you, right? He's making it personal. Because you can't give an account for others. You have to give an account for yourself in this robbery. Amen. Because he says, my will, I will you bless me, singular. But the type of God we serve, he gives blessing after blessing after blessing after blessing. The one blessing is enough to overpour in your life. God gives blessings. Amen. Verse 11 says, and and I will rebuke the devourer for your sake that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground. What do you mean? He said, not only am I going to give you a blessing, he said, and. He said, oh, you thought that was all? He said, no, and. First level start with and. It's in blue. He says, and I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. Not only am I going to bless you if you don't rob me, but I'm going to rebuke the devourer because why? He wants to destroy you. Well, we said in verse chapter John chapter 10 and 10, the thief does not come except to steal. We got that part. And to kill and to destroy. The Lord said, listen, don't rob me because what I'm going to do, I'm going to bless you and I'm going to reboot the devourer from destroying you. Preach. Oh, man, I ain't trying to. Just trying to teach a little bit. Watch. Therefore, why rob God? When he's doing not only blessing you, He's constantly rebuking the devourer from destroying you. Watch. For your sake. He said, it ain't for me. He can't do nothing with me. He said, it's about you. You make it about me, I'm making it about you. Amen? Wow. Watch. So that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground. For all the things that you have planted, you have sown for the glory of God, he goes and he says, listen, I'm going to protect those things because I know you bringing the fruit unto my house, all the first fruit. For I do anything, God, you get the glory. I'm not going to take this from you. I'm not going to rob you of this. Therefore, God protects it because he knows your heart. Nor, mm, watch, he keeps it going. Nor shall the vine fail to bear fruit for you in the field, says the Lord of hosts. He says, try me on it and see what I give you a blessing, and I will reboot the revival, nor shall the vine fail to bear fruit. He said, listen, all these things, you're going to prosper. Because all these things come with it. If you don't rob me, I will, what, bless you and reboot the devourer, nor shall your vine run bare. Never shall your cup run dry. David said, I once was young, now old. I have never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging for bread. Amen. Our God. And all the nations will call you what? Blessed. Verse 12. For you will be a delightful land, says the Lord of hosts. 
If you say, they say, I'm sorry, you so blessed. Mm. Girl, I don't rob God. Bro, I don't rob God. How, why, why are they calling you blessed? Well, the Bible says in verse 12, and they shall call you blessed. Amen. Those who do not rob God are called blessed. I mean, it comes with it, and you can see it. It's like, dude, dude, get all these blessings. They're going to call you blessed. Watch this. And you won't be bitter. You ever know the people that do evil and that do that steal and that rob? If you see they mug shot on TV, they just they ain't never smiling. What do you mean, brother? They ain't never delightful. They just look mean. They looking looking bitter. But because you don't rob God and you honor God by giving Him the glory and your offering, with your time, your talents, your stewardship, your faithfulness. People call you blessed, and you look delightful. As a matter of fact, you walk in a spirit of delightfulness. <laughs> Keith, I'm trying. Watch this. How? Rob God of his name by saying the enemy name. What do you mean? Well, to God be the glory. Watch this. One thing that I have learned through my, through my uh, study and being disciple is that when I'm speaking to the Lord, and it's our personal conversation. This is intimacy. This is about him. Why would I rob him of this moment by mentioning the enemy's name? Because imagine you speaking to your love, you speaking to your husband, you speaking to your wife, you speaking to your boyfriend, you speaking to your girlfriend, and y'all having this conversation and it's going lovely, and, and y'all just, you know, baby, you're beautiful, and you're just worshiping one another, and all of a sudden you say your ex's name or you say somebody else's name in the conversation. Don't the conversation just go wrong immediately? Why are you going to rob me from my moment by bringing up someone else's name? Well, I'm trying. And offering and time and talent and faithfulness and works and stewardship and therefore. As a matter of fact, for example, a couple of examples where man tried to rob God was where King Nebuchadnezzar made a statue of gold. He said, you know, whenever you hear the horn blow in a few play, you know, kneel down and worship the statue. He wanted the glory. He wanted to rob God. Amen. Gideon had to cut it down to 300. You know, Gideon with the words of the Lord. He said, no, 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 because I need the number to get down for my glory. Because if you go with a massive force, you're going to be, oh, see what I did. And me and my troops and me and my army. God said, no, you're going to rob me of this glory. What do you mean? Well, David fought Goliath. And Saul said, hey, David, put on my shield, put on my armor, and go down and fight the lion. Well, those from afar, if they seen it, they would say to themselves, oh, man, look at Saul. But guess what? It was Saul. It was David. Because Saul wanted the glory. But David, being a man after God's own heart, God was going to get the glory. But yet here again, Saul wanted to rob God from the glory. 
Amen. Another example. Jesus says, not my will, but your will. What do you mean? He said, Father, if it's any other way, we can do this. But watch this. I understand that it's your glory that's at stake. Not my will, but your will. Well, what, what is God's will? God's will is to bless you, to reboot the devourer, and that your cup doesn't run back. God going to get this glory. And in Jesus said, I will not rob my father. Imagine right now robbing your father. All right, let's close out. Amen. Closing notes. I will not rob God of what belongs to him. Rob the source of my being will curse myself and my family. The glory belongs to God and that I will obey, that I may have life and life more abundantly. Amen. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this Bible study, Father God. We thank you for an in-season Bible study where, God, your glory will be magnified and not stolen from you. We pray that the people continue to honor you and bless you and get to know you, Father God, and get to experience your glory. Amen. As we experience the blessings that you have given to us. Lord, as we go from your presence, not from this place, as we go from this place and not from your presence, Lord, we ask that you cleanse our heart. If there was anything that we did this week that might have been displeasing to you, Father God, Lord, we ask that you wash up as a new slate, Lord, and wash us white as snow, that, Lord, that our sins may be forgiven. We love you, we honor you, and we thank you. It's in your son Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.